What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy Jason Craig, aka the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead, and I'm here being joined today by Miss Hanako from the Fandom Hybrid Podcast. How you doing, Hanako? I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. What's up, man? I'm tired too, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to talk about these topics for today. Cannot wait because man, we gotta talk about. You gotta talk about that boys series finale. Really, just the se- the season in a whole, because boy, <laughs> there is so much that happened in that season in that season three uh, um, season. But before we but, but before we get on, uh, how you been since um, since you know Fourth of July? Cause I remember you you were with us Fourth of July and whatnot. I was. I have been actually productive. So I was I was on break from work. So I didn't have to work at all. So I was productive. We did a lot of recording. I did a lot of editing and publishing. So it's it's nice to be able to feel like you got something accomplished because you know sometimes real life just kind of pulls you in all directions. But uh we've been having fun. You know, the boys is one of the shows that we discuss on Phantom Hybrid Podcast. It was actually the show that we started our podcast on. We covered uh, season two, episode one, and that was the start of Phantom Hybrid Podcast. So we have had a lot of fun the last few weeks with season three. Um, You know, The Boys is one of those shows. It started out great, and it seems like it gets better with each passing season. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then of course, you know, my boy Jensen Ackles joined the cast for this season, and I'm a huge supernatural fan, so I have been waiting to see what he was gonna do with this character. He did not disappoint. I had so much fun with this uh this third season. I'm like, okay, so when are we getting season four now? Because <laughs> it need it needs to happen and it needs to happen quick. Yeah, well, you know what? Before we re- before we review. We got to go ahead and just watch this trailer. Watch this trailer, and we're gonna come back. And when we come back, we will re- we will give our thoughts and just have a good spoilery discussion on it. So you have been warned. So without further ado, let's go ahead and watch this trailer. Yeah. So let me say it again, Cam. Maybe it's super- okay. Wait, not do not do it that way. Video. There we go. Let me say it again, Cam. I may be a superhero, but I'm also just a man who fell in love with the wrong woman. Just a man who fell for the wrong woman. Uh, fell for the wrong uh, woman. But, but out, out of crisis of, comes uh, change. Crisis. Out of crisis so, comes change. Uh, so I spent the last year really slowing down, down and reconnecting with myself. And I am very excited for everyone to meet the real me. There's something wrong with Homelander. There's something broken. He's lost his fucking mind. Love, mommy, daddy, and Abu. We've been on this straight and narrow all year. No killing soups, no drinking. Even followed Hugh Campbell's orders without strangling him. Now you're just being cruel. Or maybe you're not such an asshole. People have superpowers. But real power is 
isn't this. It's the ability to bend the world to your will. The gloves are off. Thought we could fight Bot the right way, but we can't. It's all rigged. We have to do it your way. We're all we've got. It's up to us. I think I have something. Maybe we can use it to blow Homelander's fucking brains out. What's this? Makes you a suit for 24 hours. You're gonna need it. The whole point of what we do is that no one should have that kind of power. For once, I live in the fucking playfield. I show people the real me. <laughs> I mean, they fucking love me. Well, so as you saw from the trailer, it's a lot of human meat still being demolished in this season. <laughs> and I and I mean a lot of human meat. I mean, the first being... 10 episodes of, I mean, the first 10 minutes of episode one by itself was like, oh, that's how we're starting. Oh, oh, okay. This is what we're doing. Man, that didn't even, that was like the first five minutes. First five minutes, I uh, I don't even know how to explain this scene. First, uh, uh-uh, you can't. They have to go <laughs> on. There is no way you can possibly describe that scene and do it justice. And and no, they have to go see it. If if we had to sit through it, they have to go sit through it too. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to just say this before y'all go watch that scene because this is a spoilery discussion, but y'all got to see it for yourself. Um, you will never look at gay sex the, way, um, the same way ever again. I don't think you'll ever look at sex the same way again. You know? <laughs> well, and, and that's one of my things about this show. I, I know Seth Rogen's work so well. And after watching this show, you can definitely tell the Seth Rogen um, parts because if y'all know Seth Rogen, he is, first of all, he is very leftist and he is very, very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure Herogasm was his idea. I, I'm pretty sure Herogasm was his idea. Like, I'm pretty sure... He, he he was there for hero gasm. Well, you know, it's it's based on a comic. Oh yeah, yeah. I've read the comic, and and hey. I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying, for anybody that says that the comic is better than the show, y'all are full of y'all are full of cap, because I read that comic. That comic sucks. That that comic sucks. It has cool ideas. It has really great ideas. But it just, it just, re, re, it relies on the the mean spirited violence and humor, and the story is basically like after watching watching the show, I re, I come to realize 
wow, I actually care about these characters a whole lot more than I did in the comic. Because in the comic, the comic, they were just going around killing soups. That's what the comic was. They didn't really even fight the boy, uh, fight the, the seven until the very end of the of the damn comic. Mm-hmm. But but uh, for those who like need a quick recap of uh, what's been going on, we all have been following our very violent band of misfits. We start with Huey, whose girlfriend got turned into a pile of meat by by A Train because he ran through her while while he was hyped on drugs. You got good old Butcher, who's wife was assaulted by assaulted and impregnated by homelander you have mother's milk who is a black man who wants to kill soups for his own reasons you got kimiko who is a i feel like well well kimiko just well, well she's a soup in her own right but she wants to get back at vault for what they did to her you got frenchy who is a frenchman who uh I forgot his reason, to be honest. Do you remember his reason for why he wanted to go with Vaught? I don't necessarily think it has anything to do with Vaught. I think it was um, one, I think him being a part of Butcher's gang is uh, was kind of freeing for him after his um, servitude, for lack of better words, to little Nina. Yeah. So you know it, it. It. And I. And I. Uh. I remember what was it? He was actually arrested for something that he was doing with little Nina, and Mallory came to see him in prison and offered him, um, to make the charges go away if he came and worked for the CIA. So that's basically oh. how all of them started. They were there were certain things that they had done, and it was to like wipe their records clean. Right, and if y'all know, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> CIA, no, bring- but then you have to kind of define like where the limits are. Like, oh, okay, yes, you work for the CIA, where well, there's only so much you can do. But when that CIA is backing you in your attempts to, like you said, for Butcher, he's trying to you know make amends or he's trying to make homelander pay for what happened to his wife because up until you know last season we thought that becca had died and that homelander might have actually killed her so that was his whole motivation for everything so when you tell someone yeah you can do this and we'll give you all the resources and everything and you don't really put a lid on how much he can do things get a little out of hand sometimes Oh, and then and, some other things start happening. Oh, and let's talk about these other things. Also, also, yeah. How could I forget Starlight? She is kind of loosely part of the boys after she is uh taken advantage of by the deep in season one. And she throughout all of season one, she realizes that being a soup is is, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. So, and we all have culminated to just this season to where Stormfront is out the picture. Um, Homelander basically has um, neo-Nazis and QAnon supporters behind him now. <laughs> and let's talk about my boy Homelander for a second, man. Um, First of all, I just want to say Anthony Starr's performance this season, fucking phenomenal. Oh, yes. I love Anthony Starr. Phenomenal. 
Man, he really knows how to pull off broken and crazy. Like this and man, the dead is, eyes. The yeah, this man is broken. <laughs> and um, I will say this, y'all. It does help for you to understand Homelander more if you watch the last episode of The Boys Diabolical because you you see why he really is the way that he is, and and it is fucked up. It, it is I haven't really had a chance to watch it yet. I'm I'm probably gonna get to that sometime before the end of the month. But yeah, yeah, it, heard. It, it, it's fucked up. But man, like um, so I'm just giving my general thoughts on the season. For one, I really did enjoy this season. Um, for me, I enjoyed it. But for people, I was curious to see what the what the Rotten Tomato score was. I saw there was like a ninety percent. Or 89% for the critics, I think 84% for the audience. I was like, huh, that's that, that's weird. So I, I went, I went to go, I went to go look at it. And the main complaint is that, oh, this is just Seth Rogan trying to push his liberal agenda mm-hmm. and whatnot. So basically, people that people that weren't that didn't like the um, I guess like the political aspects of the show. Look, I'm just giving you a new slash people. You're going to see that in media because this stuff is really happening. And I'm sorry, but your superhero, but your but your po- your good old superheroes have been doing that since the 40s. And Real not life- only that, have you been paying attention to the boys? Like literally <laughs> from episode one of season one, that's what this show has been about. Yeah, and and first of all, it's Seth Rogen, so he's probably going to tell y'all to eat shit and die. So. Seth, like, when you watch Seth Rogen, probably you should already know he's going to attack QAnon, um, conservative, conservative gun owners, neo Nazis. So you should expect this from good old Sethy boy. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, um, Eric Kripke, the the person who the, you know, the showrunner, the one who um, basically created the show. He's the same way. I mean, we saw a lot of that in Supernatural too, maybe not as much, but I think he has a, I think with Amazon Prime and with this show in particular, he has a better platform for it. Right. Um, Because literally I can't, I don't think they censored anything. Like literally all of the ideas they came to the table with, they were given a green light. I mean, how do you get an episode like Herogasm approved if it's not on cable, you know. And right. for me, even watching the Herogasm episode, you know, they made so much, there was so much hype about this episode and about how raunchy it was going to be and how bad it was going to be. And then when I watched it, I was kind of like, I've seen worse on Spartacus, but Spartacus yeah. was a cable TV, it was like made for that. And then, of course, all of these people are human, these are all soups, so it was kind of like, okay. I see how this could be uh, considered like, oh, oh my God. But they literally have free reign to do every and anything. And they ran with it. And right. even, especially on the political front, like if you've been paying attention to the boys, you know the show swings left. And yeah. it talks about all of the crap that we have dealt with, and especially in the last six, seven years. So, if you're complaining about that, oh wait, I, I 
actually get to be on one with Courtney. Hi. <laughs> hey, y'all. What's up? Uh, but yeah, it, I mean, if they, if you are complaining about the fact that the boys is political, you've not been paying attention to the show, period. Yeah. So that's why I don't even pay attention. Like Rotten Tomato scores and stuff like that. I don't even pay attention because half the people who are going on there leaving bad reviews and stuff, they always have they always have something to complain about that has nothing to do with the quality of the content. It always right. has to do with the message. And I'm just like, then then don't watch. I'm I'm sure there's some other stuff out there that you can probably go watch and enjoy. I'm here for I, when I watch the boys, yes. The b- political message is there. I'm here for the fuckery. That that's all I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, and then like I was, and that's how I knew people were up in their up their ass about they um about their about like the political stuff. Because when somebody said, "Oh, the comic was so much better," I, I wanted to reply like, "Nah, sir, you bullshit." And I read that. I read all seventy something issues of that comic. That comic sucked compared to the show. Like this this show, it make. And first of all, the show, it actually had you care about the characters. Everybody actually does something in the story. You don't have to wait till halfway through the story for the boys to actually come in contact with the soups. Mm-hmm. And like, well, and then one, one thing I was happy about in the show, different from the comic, Kimiko actually has a backstory in the, in the, in the comic. She's, her name is literally, literally the female. That is her name. That, wow. that 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 is her name because because she wasn't that important. She wasn't that that integral to the plot uh, to the plot of the story. Now the now what the what um Aaron Kripke did and Seth Rogen did was they took a lot of the cool, interesting aspects from the comic that they didn't elaborate on, and they actually elaborated on them in the show. And I like that. Like Soldier Boy, he's a bigger character than he was in the comic. In the comic, he just gets fucked by Homelander at Herogasm. That's all that he's there for. So, right. so just to his just own father. <laughs> well, well, that's that's the thing because in the comics, I do know this much. In the comics, Soldier Boy wasn't his uh, father. It was actually Stormfront, and you know, in the comics, Stormfront was a male. So they changed yeah. they changed to a female. For the show and stormfront was his biological father in the comics but that's one of the reasons why they didn't bring that aspect of the comic to the show because they knew they were going to change that that dynamic because that was i mean i know there are still people who are sitting here so is stormfront his mother like is that who per- i'm like i don't even want to entertain that question just let's not go there because i saw that, a few people asking that yeah and then that's and then and then, like people saying, "Oh, Hero Gasm was the best, was the best arc in the comic." No, it wasn't. It, it it was it was cheesy, violent. Like Huey gets sexually assaulted by Black Noir for no reason whatsoever, just so that Garth Ennis can put it in in the in the comic. I was like, that didn't even had to be there. But yeah, mm. but but this show, let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about our boy Huey and his uh, inferiority complex. Because man, that thing was on full display this season. But understandably so. I I fucks with Huey. Like I get it. He loves. Um, is I keep wanting to call her Starfront, Starlight, and um, 
he he's used to being the wimp of the group. Like either he's with the boys who are like these big hulking, you know, masculine men, or he's yeah. surrounded by soups who have power. So I like him, but in retrospect, he is kind of a, a weenie, you know. So I I can understand him doing what he did. I, I'm not gonna lie, boy. Hugh was getting my damn nerves this season. Really? You know, Huey has the right heart. He just does not make the best decisions. And we we talk about this, like, literally, we have reiterated this in the last few episodes where we discussed the show. Huey is one of those people, he does not need to be making the big decisions. Like, there's a reason Annie tells him, don't do anything until I get back. Don't do anything. (laughs) He He was like, what do you mean about such, such? She was like, no, don't do anything. And what did he do? I mean, yeah, Huey, I I love his character and I understand, you know, his vulnerability and I understand his his insecurity, but for him to express it in the way that he did this season, especially for someone who has made it very clear, you know, she does not need him to rescue her, but she also has never, she's never disrespected him or she's never looked at him as the weak person. Because strength on this show is not always just about physical strength. Huey has a huge heart. He has a desire to make things right. And those are the things that are important to Annie about his character. And for him to do things like literally to turn himself into Butcher Jr. Butcher who gives no fucks about anybody that's not within his his immediate circle. You know, it's just, yeah, he... I need him to get it together next season. I don't know. Butcher Jr., that's kind of harsh. I don't know if he was necessarily Butcher Jr. He didn't, he might have not been as upfront as he should have been with her, but he didn't lie. You know, he did tell the truth. And um, even when he went back on what he said he would do, you know, he still was him, like he was upfront and honest about it. Whereas he was um, upfront and honest after the fact. Right. Like he had already taken the V. And he had already taken it a second time. And, right. you know, I mean, even with the first time he took the V, he didn't even tell Butcher. Like, he stole it and took it. And then, <laughs> you know, you you teleport out your clothes into a soldier. And then it's like, oh, yeah, surprise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll be teleporting. So he, I think it, I think it did change him to a certain degree. But he is still there. Um. So I, I still fucks with Huey. I almost stopped fucking with Butcher this season. I really, you know. If I'm anybody was a junior, me. if anybody was a junior, he was pushing it to being Homelander Jr. At one point, one episode, me and Jason were watching, I'm like, he ain't shit but Homelander with black hair. Because he was really pushing it. For real. He was really pushing it this season. I'm like, Butcher, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like you, but you act you're so obsessed with Homelander that it's making you into him. Like, Let me tell you, when he went to little Nina and they had the conversation and they were treating Fr- Frenchie like he was the puppy dog that fought, that was it. I was like, okay, Butcher, I, you know what? I can't. I can't with you. See, you can't treat my boy point. Frenchie like that. I love Frenchie is my favorite male on the show. Um, Mother's Mill. I love him. I, I think Frenchie's my favorite. Yeah. And I, lo- thing- I, mean, I love Frenchie and I love him and Kimiko's dynamic. Me but too. Frank is one of those. He's just, he just wants to, he wants to belong and he wants to do the right thing. But he's his, especially those last couple of episodes, 
to find out just how fucked up his past is and what he is having to overcome just to even right. be with the boys and to try to be with Kamiko is I, I was just like Frenchie that that's my heart that's my right. heart I, I really that. I really want that for them I wanted them so bad like when she lost her powers to just be able to be normal and be a couple and be together and go to Marseille and yeah it, it just isn't in the cards for them and that sucks because I think they're both genuinely good people who just have really jacked up past you know and that's unfortunate mm-hmm. I love me some Frenchie well okay and that's my thing about the show one thing I've I've always liked about the show and the comic even though Garth Ennis he hates superheroes he deconstructs what a superhero is he's saying yeah these people are human and just like humans they can be really shitty to each other yeah. and everybody in this show has been shitty to a certain extent only one that really hasn't been tainting that much is Starlight. But that's because she ain't had enough time to be shitty yet. But Hold up, boy. Wait, 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 wait. So how has Frenchie been shitty? No, Fr- Frenchie's past, it was shitty because Frenchie... Oh, Frenchie, okay, in the past. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like even now, um, like even now, they're still hurting people. They're, they're still hurting people. Yeah, they might be soups, but we kind of find out. A lot of these suits, yeah, they like they might not be evil. They just really, really nasty people, as we saw from the first episode. <laughs> and and that's what I like about this show because I've I never bought the fact that you know a goody goody two shoes hero. I like seeing I like seeing people with powers be vulnerable, not not only physically but mentally. And one of the most powerful people in this show, let's be honest, he a bitch, he a little bitch. <laughs> He he a bitch that want to be loved. That that that's what you sound like his dad. I don't think that makes him a bitch because he wants something as basic as like love identity. Homelander is a bitch made nigga for the things that he does (laughs) in this show. The thing like what he what he had what he makes people do in this show just so he can just so he can prove that he has power over them. He a bitch for that. I, I agree with that. I do agree like, with that. He's very complex. It's like he's so many things that one minute it's like, oh my God, I hate his ass. And then for a second, you feel kind of sorry for him. Like you almost empathize with him a little bit. And that's how you know you're dealing with good writers and well written characters because I ain't going to lie, when Soldier Boy kind of shitted on him, I really did feel kind of bad for him because, oh, and you're going to laugh and you're going to laugh. I didn't no, I because didn't. I was like, you know what? You kind of sort of deserved it. Wow. Y'all ain't like right. Y'all ain't like right. Who sees the worth of his shit? And finally, and especially this season, he's literally been digging into everyone. His treatment of the deep, his treatment of A-Train, of Starlight. For someone to be able to come back and give it to him 100-fold and he not really be able to say shit. Oh, I loved it. Okay, I'll give give you that. I think Maeve got to him a few times. Like, you can get to Homelander because he Mm -hmm. has, I think his kryptonite is his desire to be adored. Mm -hmm. And if you can say something kind of hurtful or embarrass him, you can get under his skin. But I will say, I think I think Soldier Boy pulled that Trump card. I I felt bad. I could, as a mom, I just felt like, 
Damn, cause I, I I had said it before he said it. I was like, "Why wow, she finna call my pussy or something like that?" And of course he did, cause he's an old school, uh, you know, he's an old school white guy. He's like that is old how they were raised. Like, what is what is this? Mm-hmm. What is these feelings? You brought my grandson and all this crying and shit. Like I already knew he was finna. Boy, and then I'll, <laughs> man, the moment they, the moment he like, I'm just translated for y'all. Yeah, you may be my son. But you ain't shit, and he proceeded to beat his ass. Did he? Did he proceed to beat, or did Homelander start it up? And no, uh, no, nah, uh, nah, um, he started. Like, he was going to kill him. Like I, I like, couldn't. I was so. And then butcher. Know. Then butcher kind of interrupted that because he was also going after Ryan. Ryan, yes. And butcher okay, was yes. like, okay, you know what, Homelander, I don't care about. But Ryan is off limits. And when uh, Soldier Boy went after Ryan, then Butcher started with Homelander, and I mean yeah. uh, with Soldier Boy, and then it just became this thing where it was like Annie and Butcher against Soldier Boy, and then Maeve came in to take care of Homelander. Let me tell you, I have not cared about like Maeve has been my least favorite character in this show for the last two and a half seasons. Why y'all wait until the? Uh, because I felt like they really didn't give her character a lot of substance. Like you, you put her in this, in this space where she's supposed to be one of the strongest in the seven, like second only to Homelander. But really? you portray her. Yeah. 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 Power level, she, she's, she's Wonder Woman. to Homelander. Yeah. She, and I think that's one Wonder of the reasons why they, why they paired them. Mm-hmm. But you portray her throughout two seasons at least in my eyes as this person who is weak as a person who who allows other people to tell her what she can and can't feel how she's supposed to live her life like she literally left she left her her girlfriend wife whatever elena is to her in a shitty way just because she didn't know how to tell her hey i don't know how to protect you i can't be out or whatever the case was, but you wait until this season to okay. Now you got Brave Maeve and all of the other political correctness that that you're pushing, but you wait until the last couple of episodes to really show her as a strong character. And even with that, she still had her moments where she was like, "Oh, okay, well, yeah, I don't care about anybody else. I just want Homelander dead." Like. Starlight is like we're trying to save other people. I don't care about that. I just want Homelander. That aspect of her personality really made me dislike her. But when she was fighting, even in the last season, when they did the girls get it done scene where they uh, triple team Mm -hmm. storm front, and then in this you know this uh, finale when she was fighting Homelander, that was the most I've ever been like. Oh, okay, I like her because you really get to see her determination. She's like, okay, you know what? Whatever it takes. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that was the only thing I liked about her character because at this point, that's when she started embracing one, who she was and and to the point where she was like, at the beginning of the season when Annie was like, oh, I thought you wasn't training anymore. She said, you you probably thought I was also drunk and just sleeping with every and anything. No, that's what I want y'all to understand. That yeah. kind of thing. If they had done that with her character a little bit earlier, I probably could have been on the Maeve train, train a little bit more. But it, it's just one of those things where for someone who's supposed to be such a 
she's supposed to be a strong female character. And I feel like they made her weak in ways that just wasn't a good look for the character. Yeah. I think she kind of checked out after that whole incident on the plane. It's almost like emotionally she checked out. Yeah. And she just kind of, I think that's when the whole drinking and stuff started. And she just kind of started spiraling and not giving a fuck. So um, when Anne, is her name Annie? Yeah. And, but um so when she came and you know to see about her and she was like i'm i'm gonna do you know it was nice to see see her kind of start it was like she was caring but also like she knew she probably it was a suicide mission and it was like she didn't care either way but at least she had some kind of determination to do something right but i feel like she just kind of checked out after that whole plane incident and then with her fiance she just kind of yeah. You know? well, so maybe she's trying to get her gusto back. I don't know. You know. Well, the well, the real reason why Maeve has been a weak character is because season one and two, they ain't know what the fuck to do with her. Because it kind of shows. Yeah. Because, yeah. because mm-hmm. even in the comic, Maeve is irrelevant really to the to the whole story until the very end where she sacrifices herself to save Starlight. So ah. I, so I think this was um, them like you know what Garth Ennis he kind of did not do a good job of Maeve so we're going to try to do something with her and like as for right now she has a happy ending but I was telling Courtney I don't trust anybody to have a happy ending in this show I think just, she'll be fine they think just, she's dead but you know Homeliner found out every fucking day nah, right nah, nah. So, <laughs> I, 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 my, I always feel like just like I said in every episode, you're you were going to see human meat fly around everywhere, and nobody's going to get a happy ended. Like, like, you're a hater, man. <laughs> no, I'm not a hater. Like, like, I've read the comic, and to be honest, one thing that they I hope they do not change is that ending because that end, like, yeah, yeah, that's a perfect way to end it. But now let's talk about uh, let's talk about mother's milk's wife. Let's not. She is embarrassing the culture, sis. Boy, that shit is hilarious as hell because isn't it though? I I feel sad for it. Like he must have really fucked up to get replaced with him. Like, (laughs) well, this is my this is my thought. I you know we we've been talking about this. I kind of sort of I almost want to feel like Todd is a plant because you. You see the relationship she has with Marvin. They still mm-hmm. have a really good relationship. It's still obvious that she cares for him. How do you go from that to this? And then as the season goes <laughs> on, we see Todd worse and worse and worse, especially falling into that Homelander rhetoric. It's kind of like, right. how do you even with him? Like when he's sitting there watching the news and Homelander is saying something. He was like, yeah. Da, 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 da. She's standing behind him looking at the TV. And she kind of turns her head disgusted. Like, but that's but that's your man. That's who you chose, sis. Like, mother's so did he Right. So did he completely, like, fool her when they got together? Was he, like, just this low-key white man that she was like, oh, okay, well, he's safe. He doesn't have anything to do with soups. And then all of a sudden, it's like, he starts creeping in with that stuff and now Janine is into the superheroes and now you want to do this and now you want to do that and now you're at the rallies and and 
no, something, something it's is giving not right. Coon. It's giving coon. Well, the wife chose him. Well, Whether he's a plant or not, she oh, had to agree to the hookup. Well, <laughs> also, y'all are reading too much into it. What? This is Seth Rogen saying, hmm, how can I this Q Annan? You know what? I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring in Janine's new boyfriend and make him Q Annan. That's all this is because he literally has nothing to do with what's going on. And if y'all know Seth Rogen, Q Annan, he hates them. <laughs> and he said, Hmm, how can I make y'all how can I make y'all hate Q Annan? Put him with Mother's Milk's wife. And that's exactly what they did. And he just proceeds to get worse. Cause at first, like, oh, he just a white guy. I mean, like, I don't see him see her being with him, but then like as it went on, like, oh, he is Q Annan. He been tripping from the jump. Like, even yeah. he had like the soup birthday party and stuff. No, no, but I'm I'm yeah. just saying, like, you see like the true, the true pure Q Annan um tendencies when he's at that when he's at that big ass rally. I I'm still I'm with I just I don't get it. How did he even pull her? Like, let's keep it a book. Here go big fine dude from Stomp the Yard. <laughs> and then you got little um Woody Allen with a haircut that's into Trump shit. I just don't. And then it's, it makes no sense to me and a lot of the ladies well, I mean, on the internet. Like and you I'm had glad. you had this you had this husband who got too far into the anti-suit thing, you know, got arrested, was dealing with the CIA, you know, you weren't safe with him, your daughter wasn't safe with him to the point where y'all had to be in witness protection. And then once he's out of it, maybe she was just kind of like, okay, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. I mean, that's 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 kind of the uh the thought process that Ant from you know my team says, but I don't even know if I feel like it was that. I feel like maybe it was kind of a, oh, well, this is different. Not necessarily that she purposefully went, oh, he is the complete opposite of everything Marvin is and I'm going to date him. I think it was something different. Maybe it was something a little less stressful for her. And she probably didn't realize how 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 right he is until all of this stuff started coming out. Because again, she has a good relationship with her ex. So mm-hmm. I don't see her purposefully getting into a relationship with someone who would be so triggering for him, especially she cares about his mental health. She cares about the state that yeah. he's in. She's like, hey, make sure you take your meds. Okay, I know you're trying to stay away from all of this for us, but you need to go back to Butcher. You need to resolve this so that you can move on. That does not that does not speak to me as oh okay well you want to do this I'm gonna go find the exact opposite and someone who yeah. would who would literally provoke you to knock him the fuck out and okay. this is this is what I'm gonna do you know I don't think she got with them to to necessarily piss off MM because like you said they have a they are, they have a friendship and they have a daughter so I don't think it was out of spite but I need to understand what it was out of because sis no. I can see like Brad Pitt or something, you know, on some Trump shit. You get the ugly. I mean, I'm. I could even look. <laughs> I would like, go with you. Even like, you and you is finer than him, so I'm just not understanding. It's like, okay, he's obviously. I think. I think maybe the writers he was are threatening, and maybe that was something that she was looking for. What? You well, know, not not necessarily saying that Marvin was threatening, but 
you know, Marvin, kind of, we yeah. talked about it. Martin has a presence about, I mean, Marvin has a presence about him. Mm -hmm. And when he is in that mode or when he's with the boys, you know, he can be violent. He can be very um, selective, very tunnel vision, especially with his yeah. OCD. Like, okay, if, if I need to get rid of this suit, this is what I'm focusing on. And in his own words, to the detriment of his own family, like he neglected his daughter and his wife to do this job. So maybe he's when she looked at, yeah. yeah. So maybe when she looked at Todd, she was like, oh, okay, he's none of those things. Like maybe, oh, he's dependable. He's always here. He doesn't have anything that he's obsessing over. Maybe she thought him safe in those terms. Like she okay, didn't have I can to see about that. him having this kind of obsession. Of course, we see that's about to bite her in the ass, but maybe at the time that that was developing, you know, she's fresh off this marriage. She's she's yeah. fresh off this hurt. She's looking for somebody that's not as complicated. Okay, I can I can see so. that. Uh, he is simple and um, I guess significantly safer as much as I love to look at uh, Mother's Milk. He is obsessed and complicated and, and you can put people in danger with the line of work he's in. So I, I can, I'll take that. I will take that because I was not understanding I well, <laughs> well, and that this is where I come to the one that my the first few things I don't like about this show. This show, and um, some scenes, it started to feel like that mean spirited, not going nowhere direction the comic was going. Because <clears throat> Todd, like y'all been given all these reasons why why she went to Todd. I just feel like they just put Todd in there just so they can make fun of Q. Q um Q Annan. And then like some of the violence from the first and second season, I like, okay, it was warranted because you know it goes along with the story. But yeah. a lot of violence in the in this third season, they just do it just to do it. Like that first scene, I don't know why that was even there. Like, even though it was weird as hell, I like we didn't that didn't have that didn't have to be there. Like, cause like the whole thing with Todd, I feel like that could have been cut out and replaced with something else more interesting. Because to be honest, I really don't care about Mother's Milk's wife and, and his daughter that much because they don't give us enough to care about them. I care about I me. Mean, I care about them more in the comic because at least they're more, they're three D. They're more three dimensional in the show than the comic. But a lot of the things in this show is is really just starting to be mean spirited, just to be mean spirited, and Seth Rogen just to be Seth Rogen. Because if y'all seen Sausage Party, y'all know. Yeah, but I I think. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I think you're attributing too much to Seth Rogen because he's just the executive producer. He has no writing credits on this show. Garth Ennis and Eric Kripke, those are the ones who are like really yeah. running the show. So if Garth, you know, Garth being the, the author of the comics, he's doing a lot of the writing for the show. So of course he's gonna bring a lot of what made the comics popular into the show. And that includes that unnecessary violence and yeah. you know and all of the stuff that you're talking about so i i don't think it's just for shock value i mean i think at some point there is a purpose to it even if it's just to show us how fucked up these superpowered beings are like you said they're 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 considered superheroes but they're really superhuman they yeah. still have all of the characteristics of human. They still have all of the faults of humans and they still have all of the vulnerabilities of the humans. Even someone like Homelander, we know that he has 
a vulnerable spot. He wants to be loved. He wants to be adored. And when that doesn't work, then he's like, okay, well, I'm going to turn to fear. That's a very human human quality. You know, it's just that with them, because of this compound B, it's more amplified. Yeah. And now Jason, I'm, Jason, you keep saying something Q and A. What what is that? No, Q um Q and and it's a it's a very, very right, right, right is political group. And that's what um and that's what Todd really is. But like um Annika, yeah, I know Seth Rogan, like he still has some say, say so because he was with Eric Aaron Kripke to push the show. And I could tell Garth Ennis too, because Garth Ennis, if y'all read any of his any of his comics, Garth Ennis hates superheroes. That's why every comic he does, he deconstructs them down just to be shitty people. And it's cool and all, but like I said, I've started to hate the comic just because it was just violence on top of violence. Some of the episodes that really didn't have a lot of violence, like the whole Kimiko episode with the musical, I like, oh, that's cool. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, so where's the human meat at? I know what's coming. Herogasm. I feel like they just wanted to do that just because they wanted to push what they could do on um, on Amazon Prime. Possibly. <laughs> but, like, like, it's still an enjoyable show, but it's just still, the violence is just still getting to a point of, don't get me wrong, I love seeing humans being ripped apart in these shows. But just getting to a point where it just a lot of a lot of the violence just being juvenile, and some of the stuff that they do is juvenile. Like a lot of the stuff they do is really juvenile. Like, like that part with Seth Rogen, I was like, why is this even? That was hilarious though when Soldier Boy attacked her. <laughs> she was like, what the fuck? Oh. I, I was dying laughing. He's over there coming. Oh, up like, oh man. And, and then first, but man. So many innocent people just get fucked up in this show. <laughs> like, <laughs> like person, uh, like the person that uh, I'm gonna just call this woke land with, with Frenchie and what's your name at the damn mascot got turned into fucking Kool-Aid for no reason, just doing his job. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Crimson Countess was attacking them. Yep. And like and like that's another thing. Now, one of the things I really that really did bring this season up another level for me was Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. I loved every minute he was on screen. Yeah, he was a real life dick. I, there, there was no redeeming qualities for him. It's like you know how we said how Homelander has those moments, and even Butcher has those moments. Like that episode where we went back in time with Butcher, your girl got a little teary eyed. Like I could feel, okay, this is this explains why he's such an asshole. And sometimes we have those moments with Homelander too, and A Train. I had no sympathy for Soldier Boy. He deserved to get his ass whooped. His team hated him. He was a piece of shit. And then you come back to life, and you're still a piece of shit. So I mean, just kill him now. I, Jason likes him, but. Man, I that's cause I love just Ackles and he was acting his ass off. And I was and it was even, believable AF, so and, he, and he even, was. And even when at the very end, when I found he was still alive, yes, I give more Jensen Ackles next season. You know, I think <laughs> one of the things that I like about the character of Soldier Boy, and this is a debate we have we've been having for months now. It's like you think about all the characters who we consider evil, and you know you always see these redemption arcs for these characters. And sometimes 
characters don't need redemption arts because they're evil Agreed. because they're just evil. And yeah, you he gave us the backstory about his father and how his father shipped him off the boarding school and his father treated him like crap. Yes, I understand that. But even with that, there was nothing redeemable about his character. And I liked him. I liked him because of that, because it was genuinely a character that you can say, I really don't like him. And he never changed. Like he doesn't change his MO to please anybody. He's not trying to, you know, uh, he's not trying to acclimate himself to current times, to the uh, revamped way that we think about certain things. He is just, horrible toxic white <laughs> male misogynist masculinity and he is unapologetic for it and it's great to be able to have a character like that where you can just say i just hate that character and not have to think twice about it because that's who the character is now it is a conflict because like jason said yeah i love jensen ackles i absolutely love him and there were times when i saw this character and i was like oh he threw a little bit of dean in there or he threw a little bit of this person in there but Soldier Boy as a character, yeah, just yeah. leave him the way he is. I don't know what they're going to do once they get to season four. You know, of course, we know he's not dead. He's back with oh, uh, keep him well, the CIA <laughs> has now. But it's just one of those things. I don't know. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll be redeemable towards the end after he kills Homeland or whatever that battle is going to be, because I don't think that story is over. But for right now, he's like total dick, and I'm here for it. <laughs> he had a little moment. When I knew somebody that I can actually not like and not feel bad right. about not liking him. Soldier Boy is it right now. Butcher was close this season, but he did have a moment where he found out Homelander was his son that I was, it looked like he might, be thinking I'm, I might not go through with this because he is my kid and I guess that was an act because when it came down to it <laughs> he he didn't care about none of that so I don't know if I think it I don't think it was an act I think it was one of those things just like he told Homelander he was like I'm sorry I you know that I didn't get a chance to raise you because maybe I could have done differently but I think when you look at Homelander and the way his character is again for the people who don't see the vulnerable side mm -hmm. of him, he's a total dick. And he's even a bigger dick than Soldier Boy is in a lot of respects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Soldier Boy had his he had his moments, but as far as we know, Soldier Boy never raped anyone. We can't say that for Homelander. You know what I'm saying? Soldier okay. Boy, I mean, he was he was disgusting. He was despicable. But from everything that we've seen, he's done stuff consensually. He was in a uh, relationship with Crimson Countess to the point where he loved her. He wanted to be like, oh, okay, let's settle down and have some kids. He didn't know she didn't how she felt about him, but he thought that that was genuine. Mm -hmm. The other mentions that we've heard about in his past, the two grannies at uh, the legends house <laughs> seemingly consensual Homelander we know that that's something different because we literally learn about his character because of the fact that he raped Billy Butcher's wife okay. so I think once you once you kind of put those two together like I said Soldier Boy is very unapologetically who he is and for him to see Homelander and 
be that same way, but still be like, oh, but I just wanted people to love. Soulja Boy is like, yeah, you know what? You are so not worth my time. So I think it may have been genuine at first, but once he saw the type of person that Homelander was, like, yeah, I can be all big, back, and tough, and and talk about all this stuff, but behind closed doors, I really want someone to love me. For someone like Soldier Boy, yeah. Yeah, you're a pussy. Right. <laughs> right. I ain't wrong for that. And but then, yeah, I mean, I, I feel I, I do agree with that. I think it was genuine until he saw him present himself, I guess, and the right. and the grandchild. And he just was like, man, fuck this. And, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite thing was okay, we all know that um the homeland is a superman is a is a superman not, um allegory, and then um and then Amazon, Aaron Kripke and Garland said, "Uh-uh, you come here to Marvel. Go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna deconstruct your your Golden Boy in Captain America because mm. even from the backstory, it is just a fucked up Captain America. <laughs> because I was thinking of something when he was telling about his dad. He says, "Yeah, um, I took the I took the serum, and I my my people looked at me as a cheater." Captain America is looked as a hero, and I thought that was funny as hell. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. And then they basically recreated the scene when Captain's out the ice and he's in New York. They did the same exact thing, but instead, um, Soldier Boy annihilated almost all of this. They were blowing people up. <laughs> almost no, no. That's what I said. Like, like I said, Garth Ennis. He paid attention to the Captain America origin story. And there was a lot of moments from his origin story that they copied, but they just put a little bit of the boy's flavor on it because he just yeah. destroyed that whole city block. And then you find out um, another reason to hate him is because, yeah, he killed uh, Mother's Milk Granddad. I mean, but, I, don't, I don't know. I'm glad he wasn't a rapist, but he was a piece of shit. Like, yeah. you saw what he did to Black Noir. Like, at first I was wondering, like, what was with your team? Why are they so, you know, why are they stabbing the back like that? He deserved it. Like, oh, he was shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, from what, I mean, like, I get all these people were shit, but it was just, he was a bigger piece of shit. And one of my favorite things this season was them actually using animation. <laughs> <laughs> but because it like even though it's out of place, it works because I like this is out of place. But then when they started telling Black Noir's story through the that animation, it was funny. Boy, I have no heart. <laughs> man, that shit was that shit was hilarious. Bro. I like I like like because at first we saw like um from what's your name's eyes from the from the director's eyes what happened. Then we saw through them little and through them furry ass animals what really happened. And boy, soldier boy, fuck noir. Oh. He did, and for what? Because because he wanted to be in a movie, like just. Mm. Well, I mean, to be fair, they did try to tackle those. So he was just the finish of him. Black noir. He just caught the worst of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah. see, it kind of that kind of confused me because I was like, okay, so what's the timeline between when these two things happened? Like, did he fuck up Black Noir, and then that's why they turned on him? Because if you look at the flashbacks from Nicaragua and Black Noir's uh, injuries, he had the scar over on the side, and his face was half burned off, and his his throat had been jagged and you would think that it was 
probably an after effect of what was going on there in Nicaragua. So I'm like, when did he get his brains bashed in to that degree? Is that the reason why there's literally two different Black Noirs? Because you know the person who played Black Noir in the flashbacks is not the same person who is currently under the suit. Right, and then I've read, I, I've read, um, kind of sort of, uh, not necessarily a spoiler about next season, but that Black Noir is not actually dead, but he will be presented in a different way. So I'm like, so is Black Noir just one of those suits where you have a person being this character, kind of like 007, like you, you have different people who take on that mantle, but it may not be the same person because for what we saw in that animation, what he did to Black Noir when he wanted that, um, when he wanted that movie role, I was like, there's no way he should have survived that to the point where he was a functioning adult. And I'm sure Vault has ways to kind of fix that. But I was just a little confused about that timeline. Or I was thinking, is that something that Noir is remembering but didn't really happen? That kind of was, was that kind too. of was Yeah. So was at first when they showed, like you said, Nicaragua, I thought that's where his, his brain got, you know, where his wig got split. And then in the little cartoon, I, I don't know if it was him digging up memories that his psyche had put away, but then they showed the soldier boys the one that cracked his skulls. I'm like, what? Confused. I, well, I also mm-hmm. think from what happened, I think we saw from what the director saw, I think she saw the aftermath. She just saw people getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think what um what the what the what the little Looney Tunes animals showed him, I think that really happened, but she was just knocked out because because remember they got ambushed. And I think like all got like you said, they're not they can't hurt them. So I think they were having their own little squabble. They were having their own little squabble while uh while she was knocked out. And then she just saw the aftermath, and then she just tried to put two and two together. Because yeah. remember, she said that um, I think she even said that um, um, he was no uh, like he was nowhere to be found. Uh, sort of nowhere to be found after that, I think, or, or something like or something well, like that. Well, Crimson Countess said that um, he said that he was killed, and that the Russians took his body. And she pointed to the helicopter, and he was supposedly on the helicopter. Yeah, but- so it probably it probably happened before she was before she was conscious. Yeah, because because. All the kind of does line up. The reason why it looked somewhat more brutal in the animation is because it's animation, <laughs> so they can go a little bit further in anim- animation. Right. But uh, I really hope they don't kill Black Noir because he is an integral part to the end, and I I just hope that's one thing I did like about the comic. Don't change that um, Aaron Kripkin Garth Ennis. Don't change that part. But let's talk about a. Now, my, my I tell you, because Black Noir is gone, honey. His guts is. <laughs> I, I really, I really hope not, because he, because it is still one of the biggest what the fuck moments in the comic I've read. So I hope they can find some way to to bring that onto the screen. Now let's yeah, talk about. I don't him. think he's gone. I don't think he's gone. Yeah. You don't think so? Nah. Yeah. I will say this vault will find a way to save him. And then also because I don't think Stan Edgar is completely out of the picture, he's going to find a way to use that to get Homelander out or to finally do away with Homelander. So yeah, I don't think Black Noir is out yet. Yeah. And then also let's go back to Huey. When I say that, the reason why I say Huey's a piece of shit because Huey this season 
even though he ain't directly killing people, he is responsible for a lot of people getting killed. <laughs> like, like he had a change of like I'm sorry, even though he's like uh, he had a change of heart um with um with that Professor X ripoff. I'm mm-hmm. like, you, it's too late, man. You you are you already knees deep in all of this. You started Killing's with Crimson. body count is nowhere near. No, because if you think about it, Victoria Newman has a higher body count. Butcher oh, no. has a higher body I'm not, count. I'm not saying. No, yeah. I'm not saying. I'm, I'm not. No, I'm just saying he's still like he's still a piece of shit because he's still getting people killed. Yeah, these people may be killing more people than him, but he has gotten a lot of people killed. Like they put Crimson Count. Countess on a silver platter for him. Yeah, you're right. He knew about that. Yeah, or did he did. not know the full intent? But no. He didn't know what Butcher was. He didn't he didn't know about the um he didn't know about the plan that Butcher and Soldier Boy came up with, with the, the agreement that they came up with. But I gotta say this too. I understand where you're coming from, but Crimson Countess, the twins, <laughs> um, the other dude, the the one who was controlling the mind, yeah. Regardless of how much they didn't like Soldier Boy, yeah, you can do you can do things, you can you know sabotage him or whatever. They sent him to the Russians who tortured him and experimented him on him for decades. Now, I don't like Soldier Boy's character, but for someone to have to go through that, yeah, Soldier Boy deserved to kill all the motherfuckers and i don't i don't i don't blame huey for that when huey was trying to save butcher and it just happens to come at that other guy's you know at the cost of that other guy's life but you know what after what they did to their so-called leader you know what they they deserved it that that dude got tortured by the russians and and created into a whole different type of weapon that that was on them they they deserved what they got but like, they read about, like, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't know because he was. What else to do with him? He's like we said. He really is just Homelander, um, nineteen fifties edition. Nah, he, nah, he, he is terrible. Like, nah, he, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that because the way that they talked about his character, like, yeah, he was the poster boy. He was the one that was doing some shit, and they were covering it up, but. He was not to the extent that Homelander was. Like, yeah, he's going out. He's doing. He's supposed to be fighting crime, and you know, I think for some of the soups, I don't think them killing civilians is a purpose thing. It's just kind of like one of those. uh, Oh, that's collateral damage, and they just don't care about the collateral damage. Homelander like pointedly goes after people if they don't do something that. I mean, if they yeah. do something that he doesn't like, like I know he pushed old girl off the building. He did, you know, but I he know. said he was the upgrade. But in order for him to be the upgrade, the original had to be pretty bad. Soldier Boy was a piece of no, shit. Like, no, he was saying he was the upgrade because he said, "Oh, I'm stronger than you." Yeah, he meant he meant he was better, but I mean, he's just more evil, you know. But they are both evil. Like Soldier Boy was not a good leader. He, you know, he wasn't Captain America. He was an asshole. He was a like you said, the typical white, and he had powers even worse. So I think they did what they could think of i don't know why they just didn't kill him but the best they could think of to get him under control and they but they should have always been alert since he's not dead there's always a chance he may be back and they should have had a plan in place but here's the other thing too 
what happened in Nicaragua, I think they used that as a cover to get rid of Soldier Boy. Because if you look at it, all of Mallory's people, her 116 soldiers, they were all being killed by payback. Gunpowder yeah. was shooting them. Crimson, Crimson Countess was killing them. They were all being killed. Like, I think Swato was doing the flying. <laughs> I know. I think he was doing that flying on purpose to draw the fire of the enemy so they could use that as an excuse Yeah, and as cover. So in that respect, not only did you betray yeah. your leader and sell him to the Russians so that they could get tortured, you killed 116 American soldiers in order to cover that up. So yeah, okay. no, payback, way more trash. Okay, so I, okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take that because yeah. when you but, involve the innocent, now you are officially, you know, because I don't feel no sympathy for soldiers, but I think they did what they could with a maniac. But as far as like you said, putting those other people at risk to make it just some huge cover up. It was, mm -hmm. it, you know, karma will, karma gonna come back with her wig on and sit down and say hello when the time is, is right. So kind of right. felt bad for Crimson, but. <laughs> but, but also, yeah. But also, that the thing about everybody in this show is showing that maybe payback, maybe payback, it doesn't want you to be like to put innocence in danger because hero gasm. Not only we we learned that heroes are there, but it's just sex workers there too. Trying yeah. to make live it. And Huey, look, Huey, I'm pretty sure in the back of my Huey knew, yeah, we can't can, like like after Crimson County, he's like, yeah, we probably won't be able to control Soldier Boy. And when then hero gasm happened. And mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, a lot of people got killed. And more but I think that was different because with Crimson Countess, that was a personal thing for Soldier Boy. Like he was going so that he could kill her. Now I know that he was going after the twins, but he has a way to control his power and what he does with it. The only time we've PTSD. seen him really right, very well. <laughs> is when he gets triggered by the music and he blacks out. So the whole thing that happened at Herogasm, I don't think that that would have happened if he had been able to go in there focused. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would have happened. So I, th well, I think, I think Huey had, you know, if, if you have to choose the lesser of two evils, okay. If we want him to kill Homelander, we just have to let him kill the people that betray him. If you think about the greater of two evils for Huey and his crew, Homelander is the greater of that two those two evils because yeah. that group they that's the personal thing for them. It's yeah. more personal. Soldier Boy is just he's just a byproduct. Okay, you know what? Let's let him get his revenge. He can go kill Homelander, and we can go home happy. And we saw that in that fight. That almost happened. They almost. had Homelander down. They almost took him out. I was cheering. <laughs> that was a good fight. I laughed mm -hmm. when, when Homelander was trying to talk about how much better he was. And he was like, you, you're wearing a cape. I was like, Etna Mode activated. In <laughs> <laughs> Etna Mode. Right. Like, he was like, how are you better than me? You got on a cape. Yeah, but that I, fight was epic. But I can and I ain't gonna lie. Homeland, he did one of my favorite fights. Like, oh, I'm not. Oh, like, oh, I'm not you. I'm the upgrade. I like, oh, okay, that that that's how we start. I like, oh, 
Hey, okay, okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, what's her name? That was like, we can take you, little witch. Yeah, one of those moments, and I almost got hemmed up. Well, well, well no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, Huey, the one time he did say me because, uh, believe it or not, Homelander was fucking up Soldier Boy. Was he, he? Oh no, he was like he was he like toward the end until Butcher came in. He was like he was about to lay in the Soldier Boy because he was about to choke. He was about to give him that go to sleep treatment, but then. But then um, Butcher came in, and Butcher almost got overpowered with the eye beam because he's not as refined. He's not as refined mm-hmm. in his using his powers like Homelander. So if it wasn't for Huey, ironically, they both would they like they would have died. <laughs> I don't know about they would have died, but um, no. I did appreciate the triple team. I thought that was a no, good, a good no. Part. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If you re- if you look at that fight, they had to triple team because one on one with just him, like one on one with them, he over- he overtook Soldier Boy till Butcher got till Butcher got up, got into the fight, got involved, and then when Butcher was getting overpowered by Homelander, Huey had to get involved. <laughs> like that's why I like the character Homelander because he's a piece of shit. And yeah, you got Soldier Boy, but Homelander is still, like he said, he's still the upgrade. He's the more refined Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy only has that, he only has that beam that the Russians gave him. But if you listen to the dialogue, they said, no, they made we made you from Soldier Boy, but we made you better. Yeah. And that's and that's why he's the top of the food chain. And mm-hmm. I and I do like that. But Huey is Huey gonna get a lot more people killed. I could just see this happening. If he's and, the top of the food chain, why is he scared of him? No, because he's human. He like he's still human. He's in he him he's like that inferiority complex. Like, like that's the thing. That's what makes him still somewhat vulnerable, is because he's human. Now, if he goes complete bright burn and says, I don't give a fuck about none of this, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're gonna stand a chance. I don't I, know. I don't know. We shall see. Because because think about it, because the very end of that of the season, when you finally see him kill some kill someone just 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 to do it because he didn't like what they say, that is the most dangerous form of homelander when he does not care, when he does not care because since he's doing this now, since he's killing the left, since he's killing the left, of course you know people like Antifa, the QAnons, and the really heavy conservatives, they're going to back him no matter what as long as he's killing them. So at this point. Homelander can be unhinged now. And now his little son, after that little smile, I'm like, oh, shit. Well, technically, the grown man did attack him physically. Uh, if I had powers and you hit my son in the chest with a With a bottle. With a bottle. Nah, nah, we, we, nah mm-hmm. I'm not going to justify somebody getting their head turned in spaghetti because he threw a bottle at the kid. That's okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, you attacking a child? You, all all nah, better man, off. Man, he all right. Homelander bitch anyway. Is the, did you say the man's all right? Because his head got turned to a balloon. What you talking about? <laughs> no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Um, what was his name? Ryan. Well, technically, Ryan. He didn't know he was a superpower child, but he's still a kid. Like I you, mean, you have to take kids. Fuck him. Uh, I think it's just like a fatherly instinct. I think, like you said, for a minute there, it was like, oh, we in front of a crowd, but fuck that nigga. You just hit my kid. Boom. No, so no I, it was no. It was no. I just like it. It, it was it was no I don't respect that like that just made me say yeah homeland <laughs> ain't no coming back from that you just commit like you just committed murder in front of broad daylight yes wait a minute so he can't come back from this from committing murder in front of all those people but you gonna excuse him for every other murder he has committed 
No, no, I'm saying in the public eye. Like, it wasn't in the public eye. This was in the public eye. Like, in broad and it was day, around his supporters who yeah. cheered him on when he did it. Yeah. What makes this different? Especially because they're going to look at it. Oh, he attacked his son. That's going to be, that's the perfect excuse. He has yeah. a perfect excuse for getting away with that murder now because who's going to look at that and be like, oh, somebody attacked your son and well, you just stood there. They would have lost more respect for him had he not done anything and they yeah. would have called him a sellout and it would have, it would not have gone the way the Homelander wanted. This was the perfect crowd. It was him, the yeah. Perfect, yeah, the perfect um, trigger for him to be like, okay, you know what? Fuck everything. This is who I am. Y'all are going to accept it or not. I mean, he said it in his birthday speech and that particular instance gave him the perfect platform to say this is me either y'all accept it or you can be like him and of course todd's old <laughs> ass is the first one there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like i still don't get it i still don't get it right but the whole thing with ryan when ryan's looking and that little smirk comes up i was like butcher Butcher, butcher, you butcher. Because you know it's, when that, it's, said, it's his fault. It's his fault. It is it's definitely his fault. But you, but you know he did that. It, it was an accident too because he was reacting to everything he had just found out about Mallory. Mm-hmm. And so when he said the stuff to Ryan, if you pay attention to his face, as soon as it's out his mouth, he looks like, oh shit, what did I do? But yeah. you kind of have to stick with it because yes, at this point, you just found out that one of the people that you trusted with his whereabouts is actually the enemy mm-hmm. and she's at this point she's already fed into the homelander stuff because she she turned in her surrogate father to do what homelander did because homelander threatened her so at this point billy is probably right yeah i need to make him hate me so that he can go somewhere and be safe and not be you know not be trying to uh, FaceTime me at 8.03 in the morning and talk about mm-hmm. did, you, did you look at the video and all this other stuff. You got to put some distance between you and your son, you know, this kid. And what better way to do it than to blame him for everything that Becca said, hey, please yeah. let him know it's not his fault. It, let him know it's not his fault. And so you blame him for this thing. And then the next person who comes to him is his father. And Homelander tells Ryan exactly what he needed to hear. Sport, none of that was your fault. Yeah, I was like, "Yep, here goes Ryan's villain origin story." And then, <laughs> I don't know if he gonna become a villain, but I, I definitely think, you know, I get why Butcher did what he did. But children are so black and white. You know, even if he went back and tried to explain, this is a child, so. You know, I, I think you can't expect maturity from children, but maybe had he just tried being honest with him, look, mate, you know how he talks, look, mate, mm-hmm. I'm going to need some some time. You got to go with grace and I can't talk to you for a minute and just explain to him that it's for his safety. He trust him. He would have believed him, but he took the route he knew best because he doesn't know anything about that. We saw how he was raised. So what does he know about compassion and trying to be, you know, careful with a young boy's emotion? He never experienced that so now the shit then backfired and you at the last minute trying to call ryan over to you no you didn't fuck that up like you done messed up and like you said homelander came saying the sweet i won't say sweet nothings but 
-hmm. He came in a more gentle approach, and that was what he, he came needed. with all the reassurances he needed. Right. And he needs like, that because oh. mom is gone, you know, now Butcher's gone. You know, he's like, I'm gonna take care of you and I can do it, you know. So okay, you know. And then um, like I said, I'm the minority, I'm with villain, but from the moment they introduced Ryan, I was like, that little motherfucker gotta go because he is a soup and he's a homelander's kid. Oh, okay, guy. butcher 2.0. No, no, he doesn't gotta go. No. First of all, I thought, look, I'm the villain of this podcast. I already said it. The minute I heard, the, like, because in the comic, they didn't go into, um, like, like, um, um, the son died, well, really exploded out of Butcher's wife's womb, and they both died. Then, well, no, Butcher beat the shit out of it to death, and then, like, both of them are dead in the comic. But, like, in, but in the show, now that Ryan's alive, I'm like, the way that these soups are, besides Starlight, I can't think of any other hero that is on their side. That little motherfucker got to go. Because as soon as I saw that smile, I like that reassured me. Nah, I didn't feel bad for saying that at, at, at the end of the first season. Like, no, no. And little Damon looking motherfucker. I yeah. think the smile just meant, okay, I'm finally with someone who really is looking out for me. I don't think it was, yes, I'm going to be evil. Nah, and it man. could be. I'm not the writer, so I don't know. But I think from a child's point of view, he felt safe, dare I say, and secure. <laughs> yeah. No one's gonna fuck with I me. Will he go with that. But I also feel like maybe at this point, Ryan is looking for acceptance. And so is Homelander. All Homelander right. wanted since he knew, since he learned about the existence of his son, was to be a father for his son in a way that he never had. So yeah. that's one thing about Homelander, I think, is genuine because even last season with the Stormfront stuff, he seemed to put Ryan's needs first. So I will say that I think he's genuine in that. And maybe that's what Ryan is feeling. But yeah. I have a feeling what's going to happen is Homelander is going to teach Ryan everything that he needs to become a powerful person. He's going to end up being the upgrade. And I have a feeling that by the end of this series, he's probably going to be the one to actually t uh, uh, kill Homelander. Hmm. Or he could end up being the big, but like he might kill Homelander and become the big bad in his place? I hope not, because well, I love trying. Well, like might, I said, yeah. there's, there's a person I want to be the big bad because, oh, they did it so they did it so well in the comic because, oh, they do this. Don't tell us. No, I'm not, no, I'm not be that person. <laughs> no, I'm not, stop doing that. Aaron Kripke, Aaron Kripke and Garth Ennis. And I'm Garth, I'm talking to you. Look at me in my eyes when I say this. You had a good ending. Don't you dare fuck it up because you have fucked up a lot of comics. You better not fuck that up because Dang. that is the perfect ending. But yeah. Also, one thing I'm glad to finally see that they put in the comic, Dakota Bob. Dakota Bob, Bob is with Victoria Newman. And now they are going to do what they've been trying to do and put soups in the military. Because if y'all remember from the very first season, which they kind of didn't talk about in the set in the second season, they killed the president or homeland to kill the president. So now they can put their plant into the white house to do what they've been trying to do, which is boss MO is put them, put soups in the military. And when that happens, Jesus, Lord, help us all. <laughs> yeah. Then the deep drown him or that yeah, was the, deep, drown, right? the, yeah. the, the, the first VP hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now Victoria Newman is running for president 
And I think Dakota Bob is going to be her VP. So, yeah. No, she is the VP pick. He oh, is she's the VP is Dakota Bob. Oh, yeah. But you know, once once they get voted in, Dakota Bob is not going to be around for long. I mean, I mean, oh, he's going to mysteriously pass. That's my that's my other supernatural baby. But yeah, I Dakota Bob is not long for this world no. now. No, I think what's going to happen. <laughs> I think they're going. He's going. I think they're going to keep him as long as, alive as long as they need him to because right. because they're telling me need him to still pass legislations or whatnot. But yeah. He's still gonna die. Like everybody in this yeah, show, I deliver. Because why would you need to keep him around once you get elected and he's president and um Newman is vice president? All he has to have is a happy little accident or a happy little head popping. And guess what happens? She gets sworn <laughs> in as president. As president, she yeah. will be in the top position. She will be able to do everything that she and Stan Edgar have been planning for years. Baby, where is Stan? When they gonna get my man John Carlos up out this prison and back on this let, screen? Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Stan Edgar, he's somewhere hatching up Plan B because if you looked at him when he had that last conversation with Homelander, Homelander was saying all this stuff. Yeah, I got y'all. Whatever. My man Stan Edgar was nonplussed. He was not worried about it. And then he was still sitting there talking shit to the homelander. You are still weak. You are still nothing. I have no respect. I have no respect for you. You're still scared of me. And walked out the door and homelander let him. Stan ain't worried about nothing. Stan is like, yeah, you wanted this top spot. I'm going to let you have it, but it's not going to go the way that you want. Stan Edgar is about to let Homelander put that noose around his neck. And then right at the right moment, he's going to come back in and he's going to do what Stan Edgar does best. And yeah, like I said, him and Victoria, they're going to get what they want. I love him. I, I really thought, I was hopeful. Like I was telling Jason that in the end, it would be you know, the big battle would be between the two of them. And then he got rid of him in a very smart way. I'm, I'm fine with it, but he was the only person that, like you said, didn't take no shit from Homelander. Everybody else is running around with their, you know, tail in between their legs, scared to death of him. No, not Mr. John Carlos. And what? I know I'm not a soup. I know I don't have any powers, but guess what? I still run this motherfucker. And And I I believe you me. He's still running it. I have a feeling he is still running some things. He still has his hands in some pot because you can't you can't be that powerful as mm-hmm. a human to have the most powerful superhuman afraid of you. Yeah, you know what? He's not out for the count. He's biding his time. He's Good. I hope so. Bring him back. He's yes. biding right. his time. Because you see what happened. Homelander got to Victoria. She turned in Stan and Stan knew. Because he was like, yeah, okay, that was a smart play to go after Victoria because mm-hmm. she done, she, I, I taught her well. She did exactly what I would have done. I taught her well. He didn't sound mad or nothing. And like you yeah. said, now she's the vice presidential pick. This is still part of his plan. Mm. This is still part of his plan. So yeah, she may have had to turn on him in order to, you know, uh, appease Homelander. But what did she get out of it too? She got compound V for her daughter. She got the position that she that they had been planning for. Who knows? We don't know how quickly she was planning that escalation into to getting into vice president or to getting right. into that upper echelon of politics. 
Homelander might have just kickstarted their plan. He may have. (laughs) Thank you, Homelander. I'm going to sit back here and chill in prison while everything else that I have been working on for years starts to come into play. Stand there, Grandon. He's going to pop up next season. He's going to pop up in the next season in the most dramatic and, and just chill way. And we're just going to be looking like, damn. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just feel like this just because, for, for one, I just don't see no happiness for anybody in this show. I feel like what's going to happen is John Carlo, he was like, oh, yeah, I still got everything planned. And then because <laughs> then Soldier Boy is going to be like, yeah, remember me? He like, oh, oh, hey, how you doing? Maybe I, I can see how that. How long it been? Like sixty years? Yeah, it's been sixty years. But if I had to choose a villain I love more, I am Team John Carlos all day long. I hope he breaks up floor with Soldier Boy. Like, <laughs> I I love John Carlo, but I just know characters like that in shows like this. Yeah, they they think they got it all planned out, but somebody always like let me go ahead and get that rug from up under you, because but it's not Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy isn't a brains. I'm I'm with Hanako. Homelander and Soldier Boy probably both have about the same amount of intelligence, whereas John Carlos has these smart. But 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 the thing about like, I tell people all the time, think about um yes, you might have more brains, but if somebody is determined. And they have the perseverance. They're going to get what they have, what they got done. Because, who boy, like I said, John Carlo. I just, ooh, I'm nervous for it. But then I'm nervous for everybody. I'm really nervous for for uh, for uh, for the boy. For not just not um Huey and and a butcher. But I'm just worried for for a mother's milk, Frenchie and Kimmy. Why? Oh, you think they gonna get capped? You think I'm just like. Anybody that associated with the with a homelander or butcher, fucking leave, leave for now while you still can. I'm here for uh for Frenchie and um Comico. I might say the name wrong, but um for them running away. I'm here for that. Like I was wanting them to do that, and then they just kept getting reeled back in. So I'm just I'm just say this. I know it sounds dark, but I if they were to kill off most of the cast, I'd be cool with that. Just for the simple fact of I don't expect a happy ending from this show. Oh, yeah. And I don't expect and and just like in Barry, how the last season ended, it didn't have to end happy. I like when things like no, this is like if this was to happen, this would be like people would have to deal with their consequences. I feel like yeah. If you let people get off in this show, they're not. I feel like that's that's cheap because they're not dealing with the consequences. Like Huey, he's going to have to atone for the things that he's starting to do. Butcher, he definitely got to atone. Homelander, Homelander, Satan's just waiting. Like I already got a room for you. <laughs> Did you guys already talk about A Train, or what are your thoughts? Oh on yeah, that? I'm gonna save him for last. Okay. This man, <laughs> this man. Every time I'm like, you know what? I see where you're going, but then he's like, damn, you still a piece of shit. <laughs> you're the only one, man. He his friend is trash. He yes, has he been is. trash, he and is. he will continue to be trash. I know you. Want, I know because he's your brother, you want to be behind no, him. No, that is not why. Okay, so similar to Homelander, he is very complex. You know, there are some times, and especially when he um, turned in the little Backstreet Boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and got him killed. I was like, hey, Trent, I'm done with your ass. But it's like, it's his brother. I think Christian Keyes' character keeps him human. And um, that's why when he died or when I thought we thought he was dead, I was like, it's a wrap. A-Train is going to become unhinged because that was the only thing keeping him level. But thank mm-hmm. goodness he survived. But now he is emotionally done with him. So to a certain degree, it's like he's dead. And I'm wondering what kind of effect that will have on A-Train because I like them together. I like them as brothers. You know, it's the one thing that keeps him unlike the other soups like we don't know no family about homeland has no family and everybody else we really don't know anything about them but we know okay a train is from this neighborhood his brothers his trainer you know yes he is a piece of shit he is like when he killed his girlfriend he's just he's just been shitty when he killed huey's girlfriend <laughs> like he has been shitty from jump but there's always these redeeming qualities and then he fucks it up well so well see you don't agree. <laughs> Nothing redeeming about that character. Yeah, I see he is because, trash. Yeah, he's he trash. So like, I I was just waiting for like, you know what? I don't like Homelander, but like, slap this motherfucker or something, man. I thought it was so funny. The thing that I find so funny in this show, people forget that this man has superhero. Every time they try to whisper something, he's like, "What the what the fuck you say? You you do know I can hear you, saying? right?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were kissing his. I was so ready for. I was so ready for Homeland to die. Everybody is scared to death of him. I was telling Jason, it's kind of like Mean Girls, where they hate Regina George, but everybody mm-hmm. kisses her ass and wants her approval. I am so sick of Homelander, and that's why I love John Carlos because he wasn't with it. He's like, I'm like, well, because like, 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 like but I the said, other thing about Homelander's character too, even though yes, he's like unapologetically who he is. That's also one of the things I like about his character, too. The same with Soldier Boy, because when it comes to A-Train, we don't know who A-Train is. He doesn't stand for anything. All, okay, he, cares, all he cares about is his numbers and his popularity and whether or not people like him. But you see, when he tries to change it up this season, oh, I, <laughs> I want my neighborhood to know I'm down for the cause. Nigga, you ain't down for Good the cause. that outfit, anymore. girl. Oh, my gosh. That outfit was and a then, I miss. And then, he he is loyal to nothing and that's one of the reasons why i say his character is trash like even you know and then with his brother what he did to blue hawk that was more for him than it was for his brother you know what i'm saying you know you you went after him because you didn't do enough in the first place to prevent Mm. what happened you you were trying to toe the line and still be likable and try to make the neighborhood see yeah you know what i can no that that's why you are trash because you you stand for nothing you are loyal to nothing and you know all of these betrayals like you're working with starlight at one point and then you betray her and then you're working he just yeah, he's he's garbage, and I, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I have a feeling he's going to be one of the characters that Homelander eventually takes out, and I'm going to be careful. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I see it. Either Homelander is going <laughs> to take him out, or it's going to be some kind of uh, some kind of major fight with him in the deep, and they're going to take each other out. I don't know. Or I don't Huey. know. Or Huey, it would be or poetic. Huey or Starlight, but A Train is not one of those characters I expect to right. make it to the end of the series. And then 
And then y'all talk about everybody's Jordan, uh, Courtney, you said that everybody's scared of Homeland and stuff with John Carlo. The reason why John Carlo, he's not scared of, of, of Homeland because he knows Homelander, he still cares to a certain extent. I'm just ready for them to get to the point where Homelander don't fucking care no more because they're slowly bringing him, bringing him to that way. And no, I cannot at that wait. point now. When he lasered that dude's face after he threw the bottle at Ryan and everybody started cheering, he is officially at that point. Well, He's like, okay, so I can show my ass and y'all still well, love me. I don't think he, I don't, no, I'm talking like he like if, well, he doesn't if, care about the love. I don't well, think he'll he, ever get that because then you know, wouldn't be him. I just think I think that'd be the perfect for him just to stop caring because to be honest, that's what's really holding him back from killing everybody is because he still cares because he still cares to be loved. But yeah. once he but once that love go out the window, who boy, it's gonna be who boy, it's gonna be injustice all over again. Well, I mean, I mean, what is what did he say? If I can't be loved, then fear will do. And right now, mm -hmm. the crowds are starting to love him. He's starting to be more himself, and everybody is starting to love him. But what is it gonna take for that to backfire? To the point where they start turning on them. I mean, he literally lasered a man's face off and got cheers for it. I so right know. now he's feeling all the love that he needs. Like he yeah. told Starlight, release the tape of the airplane. At this yeah. point, I don't care. People are still going to, there's still going to be a small contingent of people who are going to say, oh, he, he had a reason for doing that. They're going to believe him no matter what he says. So right yeah. now, He's at that point where he does not give a fuck and people are loving him. Now he when is he Trump, gets to bro. Point, he is Trump. <laughs> I just feel like he ain't like the moment he starts going overseas doing the fuck you like like I said, I want complete and utter chaos from Homelander. I want y'all want evil Superman. I want that too, and I want completely evil. Don't give a damn if he loves. Oh, we're getting we're gonna get that in season four. Like, Absolutely. I, but I'm kind of go, what would it take to get that? The only thing I think, if I were a writer, it would have to be something with the boy. Like maybe mm -hmm. the boy just completely turns on him and goes to butcher, and at that point he's just like goes unhinged. But I don't, I don't know. I will, I'm, I'm gonna watch. You know, if it happens, great. But he is so like they are obsessed with him. He is obsessed with approval. That that is his kryptonite. So it would have to be something really major for him to be like, fuck it all and just go hammer. Right. So I don't know. But like, oh, do y'all remember when Ashley read A Train? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I, I I agree with Hanukkah that's great because she was like, oh now you care about justice now mm -hmm. now that it's you. Yeah, so I, I admit he's pretty. And then Homelander yeah. was like, Ashley, take off that fucking wig. He was so wrong. And she, he was, have you she seen was the meme? to die. Yes. Have off. you seen the memes comparing her to Smeagol? Yes. <laughs> There's a meme that's, that wears that, that pant, wears that scene. And he says, Ashley, take that wig off. And she takes the wig off and she's Smeagol. And I was like, you like so wrong. <laughs> Man, but she like, was willing to die. I can't believe she sat there and lied to somebody she knew could laser her face off. She was that embarrassed, but she, she ain't think about it. First time, what wig? Then she got her mind right, like, oh, <laughs> she is stressed out. <laughs> no, she, I mean she been she's been sitting there pulling her hair. Damn. And then just to um, <laughs> and just to wrap things up because we got the Thor to talk about. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I'm gonna say this. I give this as far as ratings go. I'm gonna give this a low movie theater. I'm still really enjoying this show, but like I said, some of some of the violence is getting really juvenile to what it's where it's, it's almost get to a point where I started hating the comic, but the story is still keeping me tr- uh, trudging along. The the whole um, tide thing could have been cut out because I, I know that that was just them saying fuck you to to the right. That could have been cut out. I don't need to see a man go. Yeah, just watch that first episode, y'all. <laughs> that brought points down for me right there. Oh, I forgot about that. The penis climb. <laughs> How did you forget about that? I guess that so much has happened since then. Um, <laughs> but yes, her. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, a lot of the pacing, it a lot of the pacing in some of the episodes, it was kind of off. It did feel kind of slow. But it picked back up in the back half, and also huge point. I I'm like um I met, I put it at the movie theater. It wasn't gonna be at a very high buttery, but I put it at the movie theater because of um Anthony Starr and Jensen Ackles. They were the MVPs of this season, and they gave me two of my favorite fights in this whole series. So I cannot wait for um, season four. Hopefully they don't try to. Well, no, they already got a spinoff coming. So hopefully they don't try to milk it too much. I still say this should only go go to at least a season five. Yeah. The, it does not even go – well, the, for the way they end it, it really can't go more because Butcher only got months to live now. So yeah. they'll find a cure. They'll find a cure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope not because I don't need this going – look, I love Supernatural, Bahanico. Supernatural, like, it did not have to go on that long. <laughs> like, I love Supernatural, but God damn. So yeah, this is at a at a low movie theater for me. Very enjoyable. You should watch it. If if you don't like uh liberal views, stay away from this show. Because they're gonna be beating you over the head with it. Dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um, very uh it's a low movie theater for me. What about you, Hanukkah? Um, you gotta remind me of your of, of your rating okay. system. I think so. We got fuck you, we got salty, buttery, no, wait, no, wait. fuck you, salty, store-bought, um, buttery, movie theater, and then gourmet. You know what? I think I have to, I still have to go to go with gourmet on this one, just because, like I said, it, it's in its third season. The seasons just keep getting better. And with the story, you get the complexity of the characters. We're starting to dive more into the backstories of the characters to see what make these people who they are. The villainry in this series and in this season in particular, like Homelander was off the charts. Butcher, even though he's supposed to be the good guy, off the charts. Everybody is just giving it their all this season and you know there are a couple of a couple of uh characters where in the first two seasons where i was like okay i don't even know why this person is here but <laughs> i think but i think even with the characters like the todds that we're seeing i have a feeling they're gonna play a larger part in the story arc even if it's just the fact that Todd becomes like Homelander's biggest fan 
and the thing yeah. that kind of propels him into everything and then how that conflict is going to, what is going to do for him at home? Because obviously you can't be a fan of a person like Homelander and still be at home with a black wife and a black stepchild. That's, that's not about to happen. Homelander has made it very clear in the last three seasons that he is very, very much a racist. <laughs> is is Homelander racist though? Well, I don't know because I don't know because, if he's racist. Because even when Stormfront was uh I was saying like that, oh hell Hitler shit. I'm like, no, 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 no. This no, no, is no, no. Because she was focused on creating a master race. Homelander yeah. said, I don't need an army. I'm the perfect person. I'm the perfect soldier. I think he's just a, narc- just a narcissist. I don't necessarily think he's racist. I think he's just a self-centered super asshole. When when he when he has made all of the the uh all of the Spanish jokes and digs at Supersonic this season, oh he, he did at, girl he yes. at and said you really didn't think I was gonna let a Muslim into the seven, did you? Oh, oh <laughs> and okay, I that. last yeah. season the whole thing about the slogan when they were trying to come up with the slogan for Dawn of the Seven. He very specifically said, this is not a worldwide thing. It's an American thing. We're Americans. We don't care about the rest of the world. He's, okay. very, he's very much in that mindset. Okay. I think he, to- right. I think he tolerates A-Train just because. And honestly, I don't even think he knows what's up under Black Norse. I was going to say, because he, he has never respect for Black Noir. Yeah, he probably Indeed. does now. But <laughs> yeah. Homelander is definitely racist. He has said enough things in the last couple of seasons. Like you have to listen for him, but like mm-hmm. this season, he was very. It, it was very much that anytime he spoke to Supersonic, he said something that was. It did he really just say that? Damn, Every single time. that was his warm David quality, and he might have not been racist. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and look at all of his conversations with Supersonic. Listen to that little speech he gave about, oh, I've been I've been researching the Dr. Martin Luther King. As soon as that came out of his mouth, I said, I paused my TV. I said, let me get my I said, no, he did not compare himself. To come out of his mouth. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> well, okay. Damn. So what's your so what's your rate, Courtney? Okay, I'm gonna have to agree with Hanukkah. I think it is gourmet. Um Yes, it is vulgar, but underneath all of the extra and the vulgar and the violence, there really is a good ass storyline. There, there really are well written characters. Like I tell my son all the time, I hate you can't watch this because it is good. Like it's like the anti Marvel, and they're keeping that going. And even when they introduce new characters, they keep it going. They poke so much fun and all the political and politically correct stuff going on in the world and make it believable. Like. It, it just kind of, mirror, to me, it shows us a mirror of how dumb we look. You know, I mean, not like us in general, but like as a country, like what happened with Homelander and Tom, you know, those are the same people that stormed the Capitol. So, I mean, I love that they put political correctness and stuff like that in it, but it isn't all about that. There's still a good storyline at the base of it. And as crazy and outlandish as the show has been this season, I I still think the main theme really is either justice or love. Like, as bizarre as Butcher is, he really, in his own twisted 
Twisted Wade does love his team and is as weird and fucked up as Homelander is, I think he genuinely wants to be loved too. So, I, I mean, I like it. I don't think the violence is too much. I think that's part of their MO. If they slowed, if they slowed it down, it wouldn't be the boys anymore. It would just be uh, Marvel with cursing. So you, they, you know, they came in from scene one of season one of episode one with that high level of violence and graphics. And so it would be kind of weird to stop or slow down now. Do I think some of the stuff is extra, like the penis climb? Sure. But you, like I said, you can have the extra as long as the story is there. And at the end of the day, the story is there. So I wish I could be there with y'all, but. But I don't know. I guess just you, feel, you over there feeling bad for Tom, which no one is. Like, no, well, hold on. No, I never felt bad. I was so enjoying. Wait, hold on, hold on. I never said I felt bad for Tom. I just, I said first of all, I said that should just it was be unnecessary Tom. violence towards Tom. Fuck no, that. I was Tom. Who are you talking about? I don't know. You mean Todd? I didn't even know Tom. Whatever his name. I just, you know what I'm talking about. Open your ears. God, there's nothing about unnecessary. I said that the whole Q anything. That's why he was put in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I could be with y'all, but like you called it, you called a mean spiritedness towards him, and I say, oh no, I say mean spiritedness in the show, the mean spirit of violence. Like I said, I wish I could be with y'all, but I've read the comic and the things that I hated about the comic, I'm starting to see now. If I see Huey get sexually assaulted next season, I'm like, why, 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 why? You know what? I I. One of the things about the show, I don't think we're going to see a lot of that simply because, one, everybody has been talking about how, you know, sexual assault as a plot device, that is an overused trope. That's not something we really need to see as much of in 2022. And oh, even, with, even with what happened with Starlight, that wasn't something that we actually saw. It was just kind of Im- implied. And literally, aside from that and what we know happened to Becca in the first season, there's literally been no mention of those types of uh, of storylines or plots in the show. And I think we can do without those. (laughs) But that was (laughs) consensual. But that was. Do we know that though? Did did the, did the octopus agree? I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, from what the deep was translating to his wife, it sounded pretty consensual to me. But you know, yeah. but what I'm saying is, I don't think that sexual assault for this show, like they have violence in in, in so many other creative ways. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not funny, but it it's in ways that are less jarring to the senses as sexual assault on a woman or even a man like that's old that's tired we know that happens we have have superhumans we have people who are able to take this potion and become temporarily superhuman there are other ways to show violence and show than the whole sexual assault and we don't need to see that so i I really don't think we'll we'll see any of that. At least I hope we don't see any of that. I hope not because yeah, I had to watch I had to read a panel of Black Noir sticking his thumb forcefully up Huey's butt and tell, saying that's a good soldier. Garth Ennis, I hate you for making me for making me read that, but uh, we had you for sharing it with us because I could live it. No, 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 fuck that. If, if I had to read it, I got no. Everybody got no. But like I said, I wish I could be with y'all, but like I just. I can't say it's perfect. I, I can't say it's perfect. I can't like gourmet for me is just perfect. Like arcane to me was perfect. And this 
it could be if some so much stuff can be left out. And then the scene in Hero Gasm, I could have went without Mother's Milk being drenched in super calm. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that, uh, that also brought that also brought some points down for me. I not need to see that. Like all the stuff you keep mentioning, I forgot because the story, like I know it happened, but the story itself is so intriguing that that extra stuff is just extra. So, I mean, yeah, we could have done without it, but the story is there. So I think it was done simply because it's such the opposite of what Mar like Marvin is the OCD. He's the germaphobe. He's the one that's always guessing. So I think it was thrown in there for com comedy. Like, okay, you take all these precautions to do everything, and then you walk into something like literally walk into something like this. I'm gonna lick I it up, my yummy brown hair. I thought it was funny because I was just I, like, it was funny, but I, man. I, it was gross, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't eat cereal no more, man. Like, man, I'm, I'm, uh, oh no, no, man, no. My Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, like I said, well, well, y'all go watch the boys. I feel like you giving Huey hate, man. Why you hating on? Uh, no, nah, I'm not. No, I'm not like that too. Nah, I'm not. No, nah, like, like I said, first of all, I'm kind of mad that Simon Pegg isn't playing Huey because he looks just like fucking Huey in the comics. I don't know why they played with me like that and made him his dad. Oh, I think I think that that question was answered. He's a little too old to play. Like was, he was supposed to be in his twenties, like so late twenties. And, so and that's why they that's why they pegged him to be his father. Man, I I, I was so mad. I love Simon Pegg and seeing seeing him as Huey. If I would have gave the show going May if he, if Simon Pegg was Huey, just because mm. Shaun of the Dead is still my favorite zombie movies of all time. But yeah, like I said, I wish I could be with y'all. But hey. Uh, y'all go watch the boys, Amazon, and um, Jeff Bezos. Go ahead and give Jeff Bezos more money. 